This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Fearless adventurer Dirk Pitt. Oceanography's answer to Indiana Jones must unravel a historical mystery of epic importance in Clive Cussler's The Devil's Sea, the latest novel in the beloved New York Times bestselling Dirk Pitt adventure series created by the grandmaster of adventure, Clive Cussler, and written by his son, Dirk Cussler. 1959 Tibet. A Buddhist artifact of immense importance was seemingly lost to history in the turmoil of the communist takeover. But when National Underwater and Marine Agency Director Dirk Pitt discovers a forgotten plane crash in the Philippine Sea over 60 years later, new clues emerge to its hidden existence. Dirk Kussler is the co-author with Clive Kussler of eight previous Dirk Pitt adventures, Black Wind, Treasure of Khan, Arctic Drift, Crescent Dawn, Poseidon's Arrow, Havana Storm, Odessa Sea, and Celtic Empire. For the past several years, he has been an active participant and partner in his father's NUMA expeditions and has served as president of the NUMA Advisory Board of Trustees. Makes his home in Connecticut. Happy to have Dirk Kussler join us now here on Speaking of Writers. Dirk, welcome to this program. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. Dirk, where did the idea for this story come from? Uh, this one actually was, was more geographic-inspired. Uh, normally, uh, I'll start with a, a historical element or something of interest, a historical mystery to, to set off the books, and I guess ultimately I do that here, too. But uh, when I first sat down to, to kick around some ideas for a plot, uh, it, it occurred to me that none of the pit books had ever taken place in the Himalayas. So I thought, well, as a starting point, uh, maybe we can set something there. And so that was originally the, the driving driving force of the plot. I started doing some research about uh, Tibet uh, and and uh, read Seven Years in Tibet. Uh, I found another interesting book about a, a B-17 bomber crew during World War II that was flying the hump, and they had gotten blown off course and bailed out over Tibet. And uh, it was just very, very interesting reading about how what a closed country it was at the time. <clears throat> and then as things, uh, uh, events changed, with uh, uh, the Chinese coming in in the late 50s and the Dalai Lama having to evacuate and uh, uh, set up uh, his exile government in India. So uh, that kind of drove the, uh, drove the prologue as well, I guess, and got the, got the, the plot started. Dirk, in the book, what importance <clears throat> does the Buddhist artifact hold, and how does its modern discovery just jumpstart the action? Well, the, uh, the interesting part is, is in, in real life, the Dalai Lama... Uh, relies upon an oracle. There's a state oracle called the Nichung Oracle, uh, a fellow who's, who acts as a medium and provides uh, spiritual and other advice uh, to the Dalai Lama. So where I kind of take a little liberties is that uh, uh, creating an idol, a Nichung idol that was left in the monastery when, when they had to evacuate in the 1950s that has significance for this oracle in order to advise uh, the Dalai Lama and also to select, uh, help identify where the subsequent Dalai Lama would originate. So when, when uh, the 14th Dalai Lama passes, the, the state oracle has a, a key role in identifying where uh, the next Dalai Lama uh, will appear. So uh, I kind of tie that into this idol that uh, gets put on a plane and the plane crashes in the Himalayas. And so there's a, there's a hunt to try and, and locate this idol. And of course that has sort of geopolitical ramifications too, because the Chinese uh, would certainly like to control the next Dalai Lama. So uh, if they had the idol, they would sort of maybe 
have some control over over where the next Dalai Lama would be and, and their influence on that. So that's how I kind of tie that in. We're chatting with Dirk Kussler. Uh, he's written Clive Kussler's The Devil's Sea, a Dirk Pitt novel. Why did you decide to bring Dirk's children, Summer and Dirk Jr., into this installment? What unique skills do they bring to the team? Well, they've actually been around in several books. Uh, my father introduced them in uh, Valhalla Rising, which is, gosh, about 10 or 11 books ago, I think. So they've had a role in all of the books uh, since then. And uh, I think they just kind of bring a little more useful, uh, maybe curiosity and exuberance to the stories. Uh, and they've they're sort of helpful, too, in terms of, of, of bidding up the, the plot line. So in, in The Devil's Sea, they're involved with the chase uh, in the Himalayas to try and locate this artifact, while Pitt is, is busy tied up in the Luzon Strait uh, looking for the hypersonic missile and, uh, and uh, related uh, uh, doings with that and the, the ship that they find there. Dirk Pitt, as I mentioned in the introduction, has been called oceanography's answer Indiana Jones. How is Pitt similar to the iconic archaeologist adventure hero, and what makes him unique? Well, I think they, they both have a passion for history and adventure and, and solving mysteries, I think. Uh, uh, Pitt's a marine engineer rather than art and an archaeologist, uh, as uh, Jones is. So uh, in Pitt's case, all his, his adventures take place around the sea, typically, in one fashion or another. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're very similar along along those lines in terms of motivation. Um, though as far as I know, Pitt doesn't have any aversion to snakes like Jones does. You've been on a number of NUMA expeditions in the past several years, Dirk. <laughs> uh, how do your real-life adventures help you write the fictional ones? Uh, it's nice just getting, getting a flavor for, for the reality of it. Uh, I suppose it adds some fictional liberties, too. Uh, most of the shipwrecks that I've been diving on, uh, they're in pretty rough shape. They tend to deteriorate pretty rapidly, so... Sometimes you have to take some fictional liberties in the stories that uh, they're much better preserved. But uh, it's, it's helpful just, I think, having a sense of, of uh, what things look like underwater and then also the technology that's involved. There's a lot of carryover in terms of searching for the shipwrecks uh, that takes place in real life as, as well as uh, in the book. So uh, just being familiar with some of the technology is helpful when writing the stories. How did working with your father, Clive, help shape your writing, Dirk? Well, gosh, he was, he was just a, an influence from, from the get-go. I mean, I was a child when he started writing, so uh, I literally grew up on his books and reading his books, and uh, I still see him so much in, in the character of Pitt, so I think that helps in terms of, of writing him. But he had a, a philosophy, I think, of, of uh, wanting to entertain, I think was always uh, at the foremost of, of his writing. Uh, he, he viewed himself almost as an entertainer more than a writer, and uh, he, he was always chasing fun and adventure himself. And so I think that's reflected in the books. And I try to keep that in mind as well uh, when I do the writing. What is your writing process like, Dirk? Is it, is it similar to your father's? Yeah, I think very much so. Uh, you know, I, I, when I first started working with him, we worked pretty close. I used to live down the street from him in Arizona. So the first book or two that I worked together with him on, um, yeah, I think we, we worked very similar. We would sit down together. And, and sort of hash out the plot ideas and uh, work up a rough outline. And then I'd go back and, and do some of the writing and then feed it to him. And I think he kind of went through the same process. Uh, neither one of us is a, was a detailed outliner, but uh, uh, usually starting with, with uh, something of, of historical interest and then trying to weave that into an adventure story. 
And uh, both of us, I think, were <laughs> though though he moved on to computers. We both started writing long, longhand. I actually am a dinosaur in that regard, and that I, I draft my stories uh, longhand and then put it into the typewriter, so or the computer. So he was probably more tech savvy than me in that regard. But uh, uh, process essentially the same, I think. You know, get up in the morning and and uh, uh, put pen to paper. I think uh, first thing, and uh, and go till you can. So um, I think they're similar similar paths. I think. What was the best piece of advice you learned from him? Uh, I think just in terms of just just making the stories fly, I think, is, is was always his creed. You know, cut out the deadwood, uh, make it fun for the reader. Always think of the reader in mind uh, when you're writing the books. And, and, you know, make them, give them a satisfied ending as well. So I think that was always important to him. Hallmarks of a Dirk Pitt novel include extravagant journeys, intricate plotting, colorful villains, engaging heroes and swashbuckling action. Which part do you have the most fun writing? Oh, the swashbuckling part, no doubt. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun to immerse yourself in the action sequences, you know, whether it's a, a gunfight or a, a car chase. Uh, those are easy to write, and the, the, the pages start flying when, uh, when I'm writing those parts. Uh, the more difficult and challenging parts are, are sort of the setup to, to get to those points. So uh, it's probably the same for the reader, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's more fun to, to write the action sequences what would you say is dirk pitt's fatal mm -hmm. flaw or achilles heel and how does he overcome that challenge and is, is he stronger for it uh i suppose he just you know embodies a high sense of morality and uh, he's sort of sort of old-timey values i think you know going back to my father he he grew up watching the uh, the old serials at the at the movie theater and so i think uh, uh you know a hollywood hero like errol flynn was always sort of his uh, his role for for pitt and uh so if, if Pitt has a weakness, maybe it's, it's, it's trying to be the good guy, trying to, to help little old ladies across the street and, uh, and do the right thing. Uh, but uh, he, he generally succeeds by his, uh, his, his sense of what's right. Are you hard at work on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? Uh, yeah, I do have a start on, on the next one. Uh, I thought uh, a fun prospect idea, historical idea, would be you know what would happen if uh, if somebody discovered that Napoleon was missing from his tomb, uh, and in, in World War II, obviously as uh, as the uh, uh, the German invasion of France took place, uh, they cleared out the Louvre of all the famous artworks, and so I just thought, well, what happened if they maybe were trying to protect Napoleon from being hauled back to Germany, and that uh, somewhere in the process uh, his tomb got lost, so. That's kind of what I'm fooling with right now for a historical element, and uh, hopefully we'll mix in some, some modern-day action to go with it. He's Dirk Kussler. The book is Clive Kussler's The Devil's Sea, a Dirk Pitt novel. Dirk, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure. And you can connect online on social media. Clive Kussler Adventures is the Facebook address. Twitter, Clive Kussler underscore. Instagram, the Clive Cussler, and a couple of websites too, CusslerMuseum.com and CusslerBooks.com as well. Again, the book is Clive Cussler's The Devil's Sea, a Dirk Pitt novel, the author Dirk Cussler. And that is Speaking of Writers, I'm Steve Richards.